Welcome to another episode of The Student Manager. We are continuing our broad series. We are with Claire Archer, who's going to be a senior at the University of Wisconsin, and she's joining us from New York. How are you doing, Claire? I'm doing super well. It's just about 95 degrees in New York today, so definitely staying inside. I'm off this week. Um, I'm interning here, but Yes, I was just abroad in London this past semester, and it was just the best time ever, and I'd love to share everything. And that's what this uh, abroad series is all about. We're helping students in college that are looking to go abroad. Where do they go? Should I go to Paris? Should I go to London? Should I go to Spain and where? Italy, whatever it might be, as well as parents, helping them out, finding out the programs and and when they should come visit their student abroad. But before we get going, we always have to pay bills. The journey, it's a whiskey and you can only get it in Canada and in Southern Illinois. The journey is by Chris Pronger and Sean Pronger, my good friend out here. And we got to get all my guests to try whiskey because Claire, you know, when we're together in Madison and with Julie and the crew, we're drinking. So we got to try the journey whiskey next time. How about that? Okay. I'm, I'm down. (laughs) So I want to find out first, you went to London. What program did you go through? So I went through Wisconsin's business school, which means, let me get this right, I applied my sophomore year spring, almost I would say March, and that's when our applications were due. And for London through the Wisconsin business school, I applied to another university. So I applied to City University of London. So it wasn't like Wisconsin in London. It was a different entity. So it was City University of London and application process, super easy. But yes, I went to a separate university. So I was integrated with other London kids, which was definitely very cool. So you went out to London, not really knowing anyone else from the university, because I know some people will go abroad and they go with some of their friends in college. So when you picked London, Did you know anyone else? I knew Reese Henderson, which you know, Reagan Hayes, and Kate Swanson, and Maggie Gandy. It's a couple of Kappa girls and then a couple of G-Fi girls. And we were all in the business program. And then I knew a couple other girls who were in the non-business program. But the non-business program is different housing, policies, different school. So it kind of just depends on what school you're in in Wisconsin when you're going to London, you're going to have like a completely different school, living situation, et cetera. And that's good information because I know there's different programs. You can go with the school without the school. And then I don't even know what the acronyms are. Everyone I've had on, there's like, yeah, IES program. Yeah. CIE. Yes. Very confused. So why did you pick London? Were there other options with the business program? Yeah. So I, my cousin, you know, I don't have any siblings. So my cousin is kind of like my older sister. And I visited her when she studied abroad in London with Syracuse. And I went on my spring break of my sophomore year of high school. And I just fell in love with the city. It was just like amazing. And then when the time came for me to pick, it was definitely really difficult because if I looked around me and... I had a lot of friends going to Barcelona, and then I had another group of friends going to London, and I was kind of really torn between the two. 
and I ended up going with London, and I'm so grateful for my decision. I loved Barcelona too, don't get me wrong, but I think that I definitely made the right choice for me for London. I would live there one day, and I had just the best time ever. I don't blame you. I was in London in December with my son Joshua. We were there for several days, and we were in the Marybone District. I don't know how familiar you're with uh, the Marybone District, but London's broken out, and I love London too. A, a lot of it had to do with, A, yes, we're across the pond in a different country. They're speaking English like us. We're very loud, right? But you still felt like you were in a different country, but a bit, uh, maybe a mini New York, especially since you live in New York now this summer. Would you compare it to that size in terms of the vibe, the theater district, the... Chinatown area, the shopping, a little New York feel? There's definitely a lot of similarities. Like I had friends that lived in Piccadilly Square and you know, those billboards are almost Times Square reminiscent. But then I would also agree with you that London has such a unique feel to it that New York definitely doesn't have at all. And I don't know how to, I just don't, I don't know how to explain it, but London is just it's cleaner than New York for sure. It's bigger than New York. New York is more densely populated for sure. London is a little bit more spread out. In London, it's just that there are so many different areas that I remember when Julia and everyone came to visit, they mentioned how every single time they got off the tube, it felt like they were in kind of almost a different area every single time. And I thought that that was so amazing because it was, I rarely went to the same restaurants more than once. I was always exploring new areas every single day. There was always something new, fun and exciting to do. So I think that New York has that element too, where there's just, it's such a bustling city with so much going on, but they are, there are some differences between the two. I don't know which one I would like. I like better though. It's hard. <laughs> What district, what part of London were you housed in? So I lived in Kentish Town. And for my business London program, I could not live like through, not through the school. So my friends, Elise and Anna were in the non-business school and they did like independent housing and found an apartment. I was at this place called the Stay Club. And it was, as I said, in Kentish Town, which I would say is a 25-minute tube ride via the Northern Line to get into kind of like the city center. I really did enjoy that area because it did expose me to a different area. I don't think I would have seen otherwise if I had not lived there. But it was a distance away. So I think that that's definitely something you would have to keep in mind when choosing London through the business school. And you mentioned Kentish Town. That's where my daughter, Sophia, uh, stayed. And I remember going up there. You're right. It's about a 20-minute train ride, tube ride. There's the little shopping area, correct? I mean, did you go hang out in that shopping area or when your parents came or someone visited you, even when Julia and them were in town, did you guys go do that shopping area at least once? And I don't even know what it's called. Are you talking about Camden Town? I feel like it might be Camden, not Kentish. Or maybe that's it. Okay. So Camden Town is there. You're absolutely right. Yes. 
Kentish Town was more like younger though, a little younger. And- yes. Camden Town, they're very easy to get mixed up, but Camden Town was really almost a little bit more artsy and it, I was home to the Camden Market, which is super famous and I recommend anyone who's visiting to go there. So many different food stands and it's all so, so good. But yes, Camden Town's a little bit, we went out a little bit there a couple of times because it was super convenient and, you know, pubs and whatnot. But yeah, when Julia was visiting, I think we definitely, and when my parents were visiting, I actually did bring them to Camden Market. But I would say for the most part, we stayed more central London. And where did the, so if you're not part of the business school, like where Anna and Molly stayed, what part of London were they staying in? And was it easy to get to? So when you have friends, right, you might be in Kinnish Town and you might have some other friends in London. Kind of talk about the vicinity where your friends were and was it easy to get to? So as I said, I was in Kentish Town, so that was a little bit more northern. Elise and Anna were independent housing and found an apartment in Piccadilly Square. That was a 20-minute tube ride via the northern line. I know that some people were placed in Kensington, which is West London. And then I know some people placed in Spitalfields, which is East London. So everyone was kind of scattered everywhere. But again, I would say one of my favorite things about London is the tube. And I think that that form of public transportation is just superior. It's very easy to get everywhere. I used City Mapper, which is an app that laid out everything you needed to know, where to switch, what lines to take. So even though London is definitely a little bit intimidating because of how big it is, the tube is the best. I miss it so much as I'm now riding the subway, but I think the tube makes it very easy for you to get around to everywhere you need to go, regardless of where your friends might be. I would agree 100%. I remember going on the Jubilee. I think that was one of the... uh the purple line or Queen Elizabeth, but the tube was easy. City Mapper was very easy. So for those students that are listening or parents, it is very easy to use and get around. Uh, Let's talk about the school itself. Let's talk about your classes. How many classes did you have during the semester? Did you go Monday through Thursday or was it in the morning at night? Kind of explain your schedule with the classes. Okay, so I was enrolled in four classes. London's really nice because I know my friends had to add a language to their schedule. And as they're an English-speaking country, that was not necessary. So I was in four classes. And since I did it through the business school, I was enrolled in four business courses. And I had class four days a week, Monday through Thursday. But at City University, attendance wasn't necessarily required. So you could go or you could do class virtually and everything was posted virtually. So some days I went to class, it was about 15 minutes from where I lived. Some days I could do all of my work virtually. So I think that I really enjoyed that about London because my school schedule was very flexible. If I wanted to go to a coffee shop and do work there, I could. Now, that sounds very different than some of the other students I've been having abroad. They were only able to miss like three max classes in person. Uh, So it sounds like your situation, you can go in person or you could be there virtually. 
So this is going to lead me to the next question of traveling all over different countries in Europe. Did you ever go out of town like on a Friday long weekend where you jumped online virtually? Everything was posted. So all the slides were posted and in the London curriculum, like we had a midway meeting with our program advisor and he asked for, you know, advice about the courses and how I felt, you know, adjusting to this new curriculum. And in London, it's kind of like, okay, so this is what you're going to be learning and you're going to have a group project on this date and you're going to have a final paper on this date. And then there's no assignments in between. So that's how it was for three of my classes that I kind of had to just, you know, stay on track and, you know, hold myself accountable and look at the slides and the record, the lecture recordings. And then by the end, just make sure I wasn't, you know, cramming three papers and three group projects. But I definitely think that the London academics were very just flexible. And so when I was going on trips on the weekends, I wasn't worried about, you know, missing something because I knew I could hop on next week and find the slides online. When you were in London, what were some of your favorite places to, we'll start with maybe like a coffee shop or maybe doing some classwork in the morning. Where did you like to go in the morning, have coffee, do a little online studying or just get away from from where you were living. Yeah, because where I was living was very, very, very small. When Julia stayed with me, Julia stayed in a bed that pulled out of the wall. <laughs> like it was very, very, very small. It was essentially a hallway, a little stove and two bunk beds. And so I went to coffee shops as much as I could because it wasn't a very work-friendly environment. I went to Joe and the Juice a lot, which is in New York as well, but I love Joe and the Juice. They have the best tuna cotto sandwich. Also, there's Pretz, Preta Manger. They're all I when I say that they're all over London, they're quite literally on every corner. And a lot of my friends got a coffee membership where it's $25 a month for unlimited coffee. So it was always good to, you know, pop into those whenever we saw them. But I would say those two I went to the most. But I think my favorite place to do work was Covent Garden. I love Covent Garden. It's beautiful. And a lot of, you know, the restaurants and coffee shops have outside areas. And I would love to do my work there. Yeah, I would say those are my were my favorites. Where's a good place to have lunch? That's a tough question. And we struggled with it a lot because I think that in London, people are more breakfast and dinner. And when you would Google where to get lunch or where to get a good sandwich, I'm used to, you know, Cassetta and Madison. I would always go with all my friends and get, you know, the prosciutto and chicken cutlet. And that didn't really exist as much. There were two cafes we really liked called Piggies and Checkers. And those were both in the Piccadilly area. But when it comes to like breakfast, we loved this place called Grandeur and Co. And it was more of a brunch vibe. And we also liked the Ivy, which had lunch and dinner. But those two, I think would be my favorite places. 
And then maybe when your mom, when Tom or Wendy were in town, where were you telling them to take you to dinner? Parents are in town. Where are some good places to eat in London? And let's see, maybe our list will match up. Okay. So I have to brag and toot my own horn a little bit. I nailed where my parents and I went to dinner and they were like, we can't even, we can't even pick a favorite place. But I did Indian one night because, you know, London is super, in, like they're known for their Indian food. And this place called Dishoom was my parents, I think they said that it was their favorite meal. So, and you have to get the chicken ruby at Dishoom if you go. It's, I'm literally drooling. And then there's this pub called The Guinea. And it's half a pub, half a tavern. And they have really great steaks and beef wellington the big mama restaurant group has a ton of restaurants in london and they have jacuzzi gloria and i think one more called osteria something and they have you know the pasta out of the cheese wheel great uh pizzas and then am i forgetting one i took my parents to the ivy for dinner i think that those were my parents favorite places. And this one pasta place called Bancone was really, really, really good. Now let's hear, where did you guys go? All right. So you hit two places. Bancone's one of them, which was amazing, right? So those that are listening now that I know that you said Bancone, love Bancone. I still get their emails just because I want to see what's going on. (laughs) There's a lot. We went to the Chinatown district. I don't know if you went down to the Chinatown district. We ate some food in the Chinatown district where the theater was. Feng Shack or Shack Fu. So many good places. So I don't know when your parents came, if they came at the very beginning of it, at the end of it. What would you recommend a parent should come visit their student abroad? I would definitely say I loved that my parents came at the end I felt like I had a better feel for the city, knew where to take them. And I also, more importantly, kind of had the things that I selfishly still wanted to check off my list. So I was able to bring them to all of those things as well. So I would definitely recommend for parents to come at the end. You're not the only, first of all, uh, as a parent myself, I visited Julia at the end. That's the best thing ever. I think she was mm-hmm. more relaxed. She was done with her schoolwork, right? Finals wise. I know Maggie's parents came in the middle and a lot of kids have class still going on studying. But what you just communicated, you have the lay of the land. You knew exactly what to show them, where to go, what to do. So if you're listening out there, definitely have your parents come at the end of the trip. and Then maybe you guys go somewhere else when you're done rather than coming at the beginning or even in the middle. So great advice on that. I believe maybe your abroad was 12 weekends or right. Three months, uh, January, February, March, April. I want to know specifically how many weekends did you actually stay in London? Now we're going to talk about leaving London and going to different parts of uh, Europe. So Where did you go? How often did you stay in London? And and let's talk about some of your favorite places. First of all, I forgot to mention that my London program started a lot later than all the other abroad programs. I think a lot of people left right after New Year's and I left January 22nd. So if you're looking for a program where you have more of that 
chill time before abroad, definitely I recommend my program. So in the beginning, while a lot of people had already been in Europe for that first January month, I had just gotten to London. So I would say for end of January and February, I was still, you know, staying in London and getting acclimated to those surroundings. And then definitely the second half of abroad, I traveled a lot more and was traveling pretty much every single weekend. I traveled to, I think, how many different places? I traveled to a lot of different places. Um, Paris, Amalfi Coast, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Spain is what I did for my spring break. So I was able to go to Sevilla, Madrid, and then end up in Barcelona. Ireland for St. Patrick's Day, which was obviously amazing. Oh, and then Switzerland, I did skiing there. And then Chamonix, I also skied there. Sounds like almost the same schedule that you were on with Julia, because I know you guys were in Dublin, Ireland together, Chamonix, the skiing. And what you just nailed on your spring break, we after we did Barcelona, and I highly recommend Sevilla and Madrid, Those are, Sevilla was one of my favorite places. I would go back to Sevilla in a heartbeat. Agreed. Loved it there. London, what was your best bar, favorite nightclubs? Where's a college student hanging out going abroad in London? So London has this pub and drinking culture that I think is just, just awesome. And at 5 p.m. every single day, Monday through Friday, every single pub is teeming with people post-work. And that kind of environment is just, the pub environment is so fun. When Julia came to visit, the kind of college pub is called O'Neill's and they have live music on some nights. And I think I would say that that's one of my favorite bars because that's where you kind of have a hodgepodge of American abroad students from all over. And as I said, the live music is really super fun. And when Julia visited and everyone visited, we all went to O'Neill's and it was, again, so fun. Nightclubs, I really enjoyed this club called Fabric. And it was very like dark and, and I don't even know how I would describe it, but it was just a very cool vibe. You got had it down before you got in there. But once you were in there, they even covered up your phone cameras. It was like this exclusive vibe. We really liked that club. But then we also saw a lot of concerts while we were in London. Julia was with me when we went to Printworks, which was just awesome. I mean, it has since closed. Um, it's a huge, to those who don't know what it is, it's just a huge hall with strobe lights and it was just unlike anything I've ever seen before but Printworks 2.0 was coming in 2026 and then we also saw a couple other DJs at smaller venues like Phonox and this place called Coco then Ministry of Sound was another club that had a student night on Tuesdays where we went a couple of times and then we also went to XOYO, which is a club, and then Village Underground, which is a club known for techie, housey music. And it's funny how you just 
mention some of these clubs because Sophia, who studied abroad in London, we would get a charge on our credit card, Printworks. I'm like, what is Printworks? There's Printworks all the time. But I'm glad to know that Printworks 2.0 is coming out. Yes, yes. So that if is you good didn't to get know. a chance to go, don't worry. And I forget the name. We were in a bar out in Kinnish or somewhere. It was at some nightclub when my daughter turned 21. And now it's at the tip of my tongue, but I forget. I'll probably text it to you offline. You probably went there too because it didn't start going off until like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock. So I wanted to ask you about the interviewing. Now that you are in New York, right? Because a lot of students during their junior year, they have their internships going into their senior year before. And then mm-hmm. like, like some students uh, did not, based off of your major, they're interviewing in February, March, even all the way up until April or to see if they even have an internship based off where they're going to live. So let's talk about that process because Julie went through that same process it's a challenge. It was very a giver props to you because I know exactly what you all went through because of the timing, the time zone, when people would get the emails and then scheduling calls and then your call would be done because it's in the United States and then you guys would be going out to dinner like at seven o'clock at night, right? So talk to me about the interviewing process and any recommendations you have for students. My biggest recommendation is to, you know, just keep going on LinkedIn I went a lot, went on there a lot at the beginning of abroad and then a lot at the end of abroad because, you know, I had all those interviews and then never really got an offer. And then I was like, wait, by April, I need to apply to a lot more. So I would say it's very important to stay on LinkedIn, stay looking at those job postings and, you know, just apply to everything that kind of sounds like something you would want to do. I remember, as you said, though, I had an interview in back in February that was at like 3 p.m. Eastern and, you know, making sure you sit down and you're like, all right, 3 p.m. Eastern plus six hours, that's going to be 9 p.m. London time. So I think it's very important to, you know, keep a schedule so you, God forbid, don't miss the interview. But I think that, you know, again, staying, you know, on top of LinkedIn and, you know, just applying to whatever you can is just honestly like the best way to secure an internship. And it's very hard because you're going to be traveling and you're going to be having school. And sometimes you might have to sacrifice, you know, going out one night because you have a call and that's just going to have to be how it is. Did you have a friend that was maybe in the same situation that kept you accountable where you're like, okay, today we're going to just focus on sending out resumes, sending out emails, looking at LinkedIn, because I I, I know that kind of was helpful for uh, Julie out in Barcelona. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Reese Henderson, also a marketing major. Um, Same with uh, our friend Elise and our friend Anna. I even, you know, borrowed a blazer one night because I was at her apartment and I was like, uh, so I have nothing to wear. So you're going to have to help me out. But it was also hard because our friend Reagan, who was also there, you know, had had her internship. She's a finance major, but she had had her internship since the summer before junior year. So, you know, it's definitely important to have, you know, that group that holds 
each other accountable for sure. And what about friend groups? Talking about planning, obviously you mentioned a lot of countries that you got all went mm-hmm. to. And I'm sure like the group from London would be going, we know about chiefs and Indians, right? Like, did you pair up with someone and say, we're going to cover the Dublin trip. We're going to cover, you guys cover the Paris trip. How did you guys all coordinate and work with each other with trips and that kind of scheduling? I will say, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Reese Henderson. She was the Airbnb queen and she got Dublin Copenhagen and Spain, we kind of collaborated all together. But I think that she was very, very good at planning hotels and flights. I think my strong suit kind of falls more in the restaurants. I've always been very, I feel like, good at finding cool places to, you know, eat and get drinks. But I think that it was definitely a very collective group effort. And it was important, you know, to keep checking Airbnb because you might find something a little bit cheaper. And I will say abroad is not, it's, it's very important, you know, to find a couple ways to, you know, try and stay, try and stay on a budget. So yes, it was definitely a group effort. Group chats were essential. That's great advice. Uh, One final piece of advice. If if there's anything that you can give to a student or parent, something that if you knew now that you did not know back then, what would it be? Hmm. That's a good question. I will say London is 100% the most expensive city to go abroad in, in, in my opinion. It's definite, like the pound to dollar conversion is currently right now, I think dollar twenty four is the pound to dollar. Yeah, I think it's like a dollar for every American dollar is a dollar and like twenty five cents or dollar and twenty five pounds. And I think that it's very it got very easy to you know Apple Pay tap to pay and everything was just very very expensive there. So I will say if you're looking for, I think. Spain, especially, I found like a lot of everyone who came to visit from Spain was like, wow, this is, this is a lot. And I think that there are definitely areas that I could have definitely been a little bit better in, but it is a very expensive city. So I think that you definitely have to keep that in mind before you go here. But again, I would never change it for the world. London's an amazing town, actually. Amazing city, should I say. Out of all the European countries, uh, cities that I've visited, London, you went to Paris, I believe. I think London, me, I loved London more than Paris. Yeah. Right? Would you agree? 100%. But, and then I just fell in love with Spain. I mean, Madrid, Sevilla, Barcelona, you all are getting an amazing experience a great experience, life experience as you enter your senior year, Wisconsin. I mean, we got, this is it. This is it, Claire. One more oh, year left. I, know, I, know. I don't like thinking about it too much. And I will say this, if you're listening, um, this is advice to you too. I'm prepping everybody that's entering their senior year. Start looking for a job now. Start networking for your job after graduation. All the people that said no to you, Claire, 
for internships? I mean, would you say at least a handful, five to 10? Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are the people you should be reaching out to right now. Julia just texted me and, and, and I said, have you sent out those emails to the people that are living in Chicago where you want to live when you graduate to start networking for that job in the summer? So continue to do that because you, senior year is going to go by quick. Those mm -hmm. things, it goes by quick. Graduation will be here in no time. Your mom and I are already planning. Fall football <laughs> season is going to come and go. It's June, July right now. Start working on your job after graduation. Yes. As my mom says, no one would ever say no to getting a cup of coffee. So yes, I'm on, I'm currently in the process of sending those emails out awesome. as well. Awesome. It was great having you talking about London, sharing your abroad experience. Claire Archer, senior to be at University of Wisconsin, interning in hot muggy New York City. Thank you for joining Claire. Fonger News is out.